following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. to another episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me, I have... Jen, a.k.a. Tarzana. And bringing up the rear... Louis Jr., yeah. That's it. Us three and no more. Mm -hmm. Three amigos. I don't think we've ever had a podcast where it was specifically us three and nobody else. No. Nope, This would be an interesting experience. Mm -hmm. I tried, tried, tried my darndest to be able to have both Jen and Darrell for this final episode of Dimension W. Sadly, fate would just not allow it. I've had a lot of that kind of scheduling Falderall problems lately because it we took so long to do the 200th episode live because we just couldn't figure out a time where even four people could all be there. So that was... Uh, uh. Yeah, I'm sad I missed it. Yes, and we're sad that you couldn't make it. Mm. Yeah. Because you're a very important part of this team, Jen. I want you to know that. And we, we really wanted to have you there. And we're super bummed that you couldn't. Oh, thank you. It's been a while since you've been on, Jen. How you doing? I'm good. Just been busy. I missed everyone. So it's, it's good to be back on. Yeah. And there's been some exciting developments for Toonami since last you've been on. So what do you yeah. think of uh, Gundam coming back in the earlier start time? I like the earlier start time, but Gundam is just not my kind of, you know, anime that I really watch. But Are I'll you watch saying it. that chicks I'll don't dig try. giant robots? Not this As one. Well, there's XLR a difference between a mech and a robot, sir. Oh, there is. <laughs> Although, then again, <laughs> Megas is a mech. So. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. They contradicted themselves. That's true. They they kind of did. They they could do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Oh, whatever. So yeah, I'll give it a try. Yeah, I think you'll find. I don't know how much Gundam you've seen, but it's actually fairly different from other Gundam series. So, okay. is there like more you know character stories instead of just robots? Fighting? Oh yeah, there's there's definitely okay. a lot of character stuff. That's, uh, and a lot of politics. So that's the one thing it has in common with, uh, Oh, boy! My yeah, favorite. politics! Mm. <laughs> Sign me up. I don't, I honestly, I don't know how Sunrise has managed to sell a show about robots and politics for this long, but they have. <laughs> like, we got these great giant robots and mechs, and we'll, we'll fight them, and it'll be cool, and all the kids will love it, but... We're going to throw some politics in there, just because it's about war and war involves politics and yada, yada, (laughs) except for when it was G Gundam and that was fun. G Gundam was very Though I shouldn't say that there were no politics in G Gundam because there were, there were definitely politics in that show. Were there any politics in SD Gundam? Yeah, a little bit. I mean... (laughs) I feel like there was like a government organization involved in there at some point. It's been so long since I've seen that. It has been so and long. And I never, well, probably none of us ever saw the second season of SD Gundam, which was made and released on home video, but never aired on Toonami or Cartoon Network or anywhere, at least not in the U.S. Bummer. Yeah. I'm actually interested in seeing that someday, but, uh, well, maybe Right Stuff will put it out because they are putting out Build Fighters. Yeah, hmm. you can even watch it with the uh, English-speaking Asian dub. <laughs> Yay! Ooh. <laughs> Those are always fantastic. <laughs> Seriously, if you think if you think any dub recorded in America is bad, you should listen to some of those English-speaking Asian dubs. Those are, uh, yeah. They, uh, well, they get the job done, I guess. Let us proceed to the main events. I guess we've, uh, I don't want to say that we've 
brushed it aside or put it off. But I guess that's actually what did happen. Because we're recording this quite some time after the final episode of Dimension W aired. Since then, Tsunami has yep. had, what, two, two regular weeks? Well, one regular week in which they doubled up Dragon Ball Z because they didn't have anything else to play. And then they did the Sam, Samurai Champloo Marathon. And we are just upon the next week where Gundam will premiere. So we're, we're trying to get this done before Gundam starts because then everybody's going to want to talk about Gundam. And blah, 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 blah. Tonight! But today we are talking about the final episode of Dimension W and our general thoughts on how we thought the show was overall and how it did and all of that. But... Of course, the first thing is to recap the final episode, and it's a doozy! Have fun. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, let me, uh, lubricate. Mmm. <clears throat> Mountain Dew Livewire. <laughs> mm. oh, I, I have pitch bitch. black in the fridge. I'm gonna try it. Mmm. Mm. We're, we're not gonna mention the Well, I just mentioned it. Never mind. <laughs> Oh, they got coke. <laughs> Umaru-chan over here. I'm always a pissed-off hamster. <laughs> that is my spirit <laughs> animal. <laughs> Umaru-chan is Kabusa's spirit animal. I thought your spirit animal was that, uh... Was that, that chick from, uh... Data Live. No, that's my wife, oh, though. It's I a difference. See. Oh, okay. Yeah, All right. that makes sense. That makes sense. All right. Let us begin the final recap of Dimension W. Dimension W, episode 12. The future reached. Loser stares in horror at what became of Sophia. Seemeyer explains that he created the towering creature from a combination of corpses, using Sophia as its foundation. He says if it's any consolation, parts of Sophia are still alive, including her heart and her hands, as they were necessary in order to use the transporter. What a sick son of a bitch. Seemeyer suggests that Loser works with him to retrieve Genesis in order to properly revive Sophia, but Loser refuses and vows to defeat Seemeyer and take Genesis for himself. Loser uses his five numbers in order to open a portal of his own and attempt to drag Seemeyer through it in order to give him a little taste of the pain of the people he gleefully sacrificed. But Seemeyer catches Loser off guard by shaping part of the monster's arm to look like Sophia. Loser is knocked away, separating himself from one of his gauntlets. Really, Loser? You fell for that? Come on, man. Come on. He couldn't help. <sighs> like, I, I agree with Seemeyer. Seemeyer's like, you fell for that? It's an obvious fake. <laughs> I mean, come on. At least Envy could make themselves look exactly like somebody in order to kill you when you're not expecting it. But that... Come on. <sighs> oh, anime. The heart wants what it wants. <laughs> Kiyoma throws himself a little pity party because he's uh, feeling guilt for causing the transporter accident. Mira gives him a pep talk. He doesn't want to hear it. Mira tells him that she would never have existed if not for him attempting to save Miyabi. Mira implores him not to give up and that Miyabi would not want him to give up either. She's convinced Kiyoma still doesn't have all of his memories and insists on trying to retrieve them by tracing his memories and knitting them back together. In order to start the process, Mira knocks out Kiyoma, much like the first time they met, complete with that sound effect. <laughs> Meanwhile, Seemeyer traces memories in order to find Kiyoma. But he never does. <laughs> Why can't... What is Seemeyer even doing in all of that time? He's looking for Kiyoma and he can't find him in all that rubble. It's not like there's that much to look through. But whatever. While Mira repairs his memories, her coil starts acting up and Kiyoma voices his concern, but she assures him that everything is fine. Kiyoma begins remembering everything else that happened that fateful day, 
He sees the moment where Miyavi's operation went from a success to a failure as her consciousness begins dissipating away from the coil. Dr. Sarah Urizaki wonders if the brain alone isn't enough to hold onto the soul. Kiyoma remembers trying to reach Miyabi to save her with Genesis, but Miyabi stops him. The two of them agreed not to use Genesis. Kiyoma wakes up to find Salva, Loser, Ellie, and the East Drivers ready to help him fight Seemire. However, Mira flees as her coil is about to overload from the strain of reconstructing Kiyoma's memories. She is captured by Seemire, who intends to use her parts to build himself a body. Again, sick son of a bitch. Mira sees this as an opportunity to sacrifice herself in order to kill Seemeyer, but Kiyoma arrives in time to stop her. Kiyoma taunts Seemeyer by deliberately allowing him to look into his memories, and reveals to Seemeyer that Miyabi refused to be restored by Genesis, and honoring her wishes for no one to use Genesis, Kiyoma destroyed it. This, of course, sends Seemeyer on a crazy tangent. In his rage, he attempts to create a massive materialization but is quickly defeated by the combined efforts of Kiyoma and his friends, who pretty much tie him up and try to push him through the portal, and then Kiyoma throws a spin dart to kill him. But before that, he rebukes Seemire for thinking that the loss of Genesis means that everything he did was pointless. He explains to Seemire that both of their lives are full of failures and tragedies, but each one of those was a source of a new possibility. So, in the end, Kiyoma has no regrets. So, Kiyoma uses that final spin dart to finish Seemire, and as he dies, Seemire has a vision of Dr. Urizaki comforting him in his last moments. That's nice. Mira's coil overloads, but Dr. Urizaki suddenly appears and entrusts Mira with a new coil. I think it's the very coil that he used in the first episode. It at least looked like it. But it also seems smaller, so I don't know. He tells her to take the coil and learn about the human heart. Hmm, interesting. After the battle, Loser succumbs to his wounds. As Ellie grieves her father's death, a heartbeat can be heard from within Mira. Salva accepts the reality that Genesis is gone and he won't be able to restore the wise body. Kiyoma and Al retrieve Doug's body, finding some closure from their war those many years ago. Finally, Kiyoma thanks Mira for her help and she's surprised that he actually uses her name. With signs of new life on the island in the form of a blooming flower, the surviving collectors return home. And in the epilogue, as the series comes to a close, we see Kiyoma and Mira continue working together as collectors. In such a terrible tease for another season that we will never get. Though <laughs> <laughs> so at the same time, I kind of like that it does that. It's like, oh, back to business. Mm-hmm. So cheesy. Yeah. So before we get into our thoughts, uh, Darrell sent me quite the write-up. Uh, he had he had issue with, with some of the things that happened in this episode, so I'm going to go ahead and read that. Dimension W. How can I explain it? Being that quantum mechanics is a hobby of mine, though I tend to hate most things mathematical except for counting my money and tallying up how much booze I'm literally taking in during a night of drinking. <laughs> I was disappointed in the ending, and it was just as I said, Dimension W was pretty linked to the human perception in the way that the thoughts and wishes of humans manifested in Dimension W. Thus, as they kept saying in the show, probabilities... Quantum field theory is a fundamental branch of physics concerned with the process involving, for example, atoms and photons. In such processes said to be quantized, the actions has to be observed to be only in integer multiples of the planck. Of the planck. Planck? Planck. Planck? Planck? Ah, planck. This is utterly inexplicable in classical physics. So yeah, it pissed me off to see the subject that I am well versed in get such a lackluster explanation in the end, but it still confirmed everything I said stated in the previous episode about what DW was. Yeah, I think Max Planck would be proud of me as I chest bump Dr. Michio Kaku and Stephen Hawking for my analysis and breakdown of this. Though it was entertaining in some aspects, in concerns 
the voice acting, the animation, of course, looking at Granny Skyheart's cleavage, the quantum physicist in me was just screaming what would Albert Einstein say about this as well, because I'm sure he would agree that some of the more technical areas were not explained and that it truly perversed everything that E equals MC squared stands for. And if I had a chance, I would take the equation, put it on a lightsaber, and shove it up the creator's rectum for screwing up Dementia W based on the technical inaccuracies at the end. Overall, with the ending of Dimension W, it gets a 6.5, and it's only because I got some big boobies and some nice booties along the ride. <laughs> well put. Our area, well, our very... That was a lot of big words. Yeah, I probably <laughs> screw up saying quite a bit of that. So, sorry, Bay. You should have been here. I realized that you had other commitments. So, yeah, where else would you get uh, such a... Explanation involving quantum mechanics and uh, talk of boobs and booty than our very own Darrell Maddox. <laughs> now on to the peanut gallery stockbacks. <laughs> Frank Fullmetal writes in, Dimension W was a solid show. It got a lot more interesting after episode 6 when we learned more about Kioma. I enjoyed it. Fair enough, Frank. MXA Ghost writes in, Dimension W was a fun ride. I do wish that they would have shown more Loser. He was easily yes. the best character. Yes. And along those lines, Gamer for Life 123's first contribution is Loser became a winner in my heart. He was a winner in all our hearts. So much love for Loser. I love it. And Mike Jin X89 writes in, and I know that this is not timely, but it was too funny not to use. So when this episode aired, this worked. Happy Mother's Day. Your mom's turned into a Cthulhu esque mutant. <laughs> At Baka underscore Ichigo writes in, Once a collector, always a collector. But now Kiyoma's getting that sweet robot tail. I don't, I don't, I don't think their relationship's like that. No. Mm, it would be kind of weird, seeing as her body was going to be Miyabi's. And... <laughs> uh? <laughs> Awkward. Let's not go down that road, all right. <laughs> Kiyoma is not a robosexual. Or is he? Well, he had this thing that he didn't like robots. And, you know, sometimes they say if you protesteth too much. <laughs> yeah, we'll just leave that at that. Yeah. Benjamin Pajon writes in, This show needed more than 12 episodes, as it was okay. Confusing at points, but okay. All right. I wanted to touch on this, because since this episode aired, I have discovered that this show covers about 70 chapters in 12 episodes. For a comparison, that would be like starting One Piece from the beginning and going to the end of the Arlong arc in 12 episodes. Not a good idea. I feel like there's obviously some pacing issues in there, but the weird thing is some of the episodes just not much happened. <laughs> like... Episode 8, I believe, is the major culprit where it seemed like nothing really happened. Wasn't episode 8 just the flashback? Uh, one yeah. of them. <laughs> okay. Uh, this, this show, um, it went from not explaining much to... Explaining uh, Yeah, explaining way too much. Too much, too much say and not enough show. And that is at least generally a very bad thing to do. So exposition dumps out the wazoo, and that's mm, irksome. I do feel like there are certain parts of the show that were paced well, and I don't necessarily want them slowed down, because if they were slowed down, then they probably wouldn't be any better. But there are other parts where everything was so condensed that a little bit more time would have been useful. And I, you know, I think it's a pity, because Funimation put some money into this, and... There was obviously some company intended to uh, do this show justice, and they probably could have done it in 22 episodes, 24 episodes yes. even, but they didn't. Mm -hmm. They just did 12, as is pretty common in Japan now. They won't, they won't do more than about 12 episodes of a show and see what happens, but they covered... If they had covered only part of the manga so far, like a small section of the manga so far, then there may have been hope for another season. 
But this pretty much gets you almost up to date with the manga. And I don't think there's ever going to be more. Because it apparently did not do so well in Japan. It did pretty well for Toonami, all things considered. Though one could wonder if anything can fail following Dragon Ball Z. Uh, I don't don't know. (laughs) Even on uh, the week that two episodes of DBZ Kai aired back to back, it seemed like roughly the same amount of people left after the first DBZ. So I guess that's, that's just what you should expect from the 1230 slots. Or the midnight slot in the upcoming lineup, I suppose. Tonight! Yes. As we are recording this, the day that that lineup will air. <laughs> so yeah, uh, definitely some pacing issues with this show, and I would have liked to see more. It's, it's unfortunate that they rushed through so much material when they could have spaced that out. And they wouldn't necessarily have had to pad it out, but I don't know. It's... It's a bummer. But, uh, more more on that thought later. Let's finish up these talkbacks. In regards to how messed up this show got, Blatch Zero writes in, Dimension W, more like Dimension WTF. <laughs> I give props to Keikaku Cat for that particular idea. Oh, good that he gave props. And Gamer for Life 123 references a particularly amusing moment from Robot Chicken, which I think does sum up... Uh, what at least some people would feel after watching the final episode of Dimension W, the Tenkaichi Budokai is complete. What the f- does that even mean? <laughs> mm. No <Yeah>. idea. <laughs> and Austin Guest writes in, Dimension W is the first show since SAO to give me negative feels, or minus feels if you prefer. Not due to anger, but confusion. You don't say that. Especially not in front of Sketch. You made him he say knows what he did. And he feels. He sincerely. You don't say that. And Lord Terminal, on quite the opposite scale, seems to want more. And says, seriously, I demand a grassroots campaign for another season. I want more crazy cyborg action. Hmm. Here's the thing. I want more of what they showed at the very end of the series with Kiyoma and Mira working together, taking down illegal coil users. I want more of that. And I don't think I'm ever gonna get it. That's yeah, same, but you don't want to you don't want them to keep having the same formula formula. That's true. Because then it'll just get stale and then, you know, ratings will just go down because they're like, oh, same shit different week yeah but But. there's plenty of shows that can do an episodic like story and and work make that work so i don't know i have never read the manga and not very much of it is translated and not even much (laughs) of it is fan translated so that'll tell you something but uh it seems like they they don't really go on any other missions it's just as the show gave us he meets Mira on a mission. They are introduced to Loser on another mission. They do the mystery at Lake Yasugami. And then he meets the Y, and that leads into that story arc that continues through the end of the show. So I would have liked a little bit more something in there where it was just another you know, episodic adventure or two. Mm-hmm. Before we got to the main plot. Now, granted, I knew a lot of people were like, when are you going to get to the point? When are you going to get to the point? And I understand that. But at the same time, I feel like the show was better when it wasn't trying to string along this convoluted, increasingly stupid story. (laughs) That's uh, that's my uh, honest opinion of it. And there's definitely some good stuff in there. So it's a shame that it's not living up to its potential with the way that they paced it out and the way that they, you know, they, they just, I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking. It was, if it, if it's not a good adaptation or not, I have no idea because like I said, I haven't read the manga, any part of it, but I get the feeling this is not a good adaptation and that's a shame. There's always the OVA. (laughs) Ah, yes, the OVA, which will probably add nothing of value. 
Probably I, not. I didn't even know there was an OVA. Unless wow. there's, a, unless it focuses almost entirely on Mira being Mira, in which at least some people will feel it added something of value, because I yeah, I like, I, I like, I'm, I'm down with that. Another day <laughs> in the life of Mira works for me. <laughs> Punished robot. Yeah. Well, Jen, I'm sure you're devastated that loser kicked a bucket. Yes. It was my lover, my husband, my heart. And that's another thing. Why would you want to continue when they've killed off, like, the best character? Right. That's unfortunate. Uh, we will never truly know who won the battle of the fandoms, Mira or Loser, but they were both very cherished and will continue to be loved beyond this show. And I guess, if nothing else, that was worth it. I love you, Loser. Do you have any other thoughts on this episode, the show wrap-up? Well, you kind of uh, covered a lot of it. Really, I loved the show in the beginning. Just absolutely loved it. I was excited to see it every week, but then it just it just felt so rushed that I really only wanted to see the characters. My favorite was Loser. I loved Mira because she's a cute robot and fan service, of course. And... You know, Kiyoma's an awesome guy. He, the mystery behind him, you just wanted to know more about him. Mm. But just the show, just, just I don't know, I just couldn't handle it too much. I really don't think I'll ever watch it again, honestly. Mm, not not much for replay value, yeah. Maybe particular I, moments. If, if, if they, if, I mean, if they made it longer, definitely there, it could be so much better. Like you were saying, 22 episodes, 24. Maybe it would make more sense to everyone. Maybe it would be so much better. But I just don't like how they rushed it and made it so short. Mm. Well, Caboose, uh, you you actually rather liked this show, didn't you? I did. Um, I, well, <laughs> I watched ahead because I was an eager beaver. I did, too. <laughs> and then... Everybody, you know, was asking me, like, hey, what's the ending going to be like? I'm like, I'm not saying anything. (laughs) I'm warning you. (laughs) I warned you all. It just keeps happening. But, uh, yeah, me and, like, last night me and Dolis were kind of talking about it. Um, But, yeah, like, we we both came to agreement, yeah, that, yeah, it would be, it would have been better if it was just a little bit longer mm-hmm. like maybe not like 26 episodes but yeah like 20 22 24 i mean i'm sure that would have been fine and if it was if it was better paced it uh would have been a whole lot better but yeah that ending mm. it it totally it totally opens up for more adventures but it also just it can also just you can you can just end it there and just it be that's that. <laughs> but uh, I enjoyed Mira; she was fun. Although I mean, my favorite character in particular was Ellie, but that was that's just my personal preference. But Mira was fun. So was Kyoma. So was everyone. I didn't really, me personally, I didn't really care for Loser that much. And, <gasps> I know. You. Oh, I know. oh it's Toonami Faithful mm. Civil War. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> I don't like you anymore, please. I'm going to go to your house. Okay. I'm going to stab you. Please do. Okay. I know where you live. That's okay. <laughs> you only live, like, what, two hours from me? <laughs> two hours? No. Yeah, maybe hour, 45 minutes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, uh... <laughs> We'll get we'll get into murdering later, but uh, yeah, I I enjoyed it for the most part. Just didn't care for the ending. Mm-hmm. That's about it. <laughs> Hopefully, the OVA does something. Um, yeah. Even though it probably won't, it's probably going to be the obligatory beach episode. Hey, I'm all Is for that, it. Yeah. That, I like beach episodes every or hot tub episodes, has. whatever mm-hmm. it is. Hot springs. Yep. Is it just one episode? Or? Yeah, it's it's just a single just one OVA. episode OVA. Okay. It's going to be with the last volume of the Blu-ray set in Japan. 
But, uh, yeah. Hmm. Mentioned W. And Ellie really got a raw deal. I mean, how much tragedy can that poor girl go through? She lost her mother in a terribly horrific way. And then she lost her father, who was already disfigured and messed up. And, you know, pro- probably take, obsessed I'll... with all of that. So, you know, definitely not a happy childhood. So I, I'll take her and we'll get revenge. Yeah, I, I wonder what she would do after this point. If she would, if she would internalize it, if she would be angry, if she would just accept the reality and move on. I'm. It would be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, there's so much more to explore with that universe. But Definitely. I mean, at the, like if if I recall you've got correctly, all the in New in... Tesla, you've got. Mm-hmm. All of this other potential stuff that, you know, like, what well, what's Salva going to do next? What's, what are the East Rivers going to do next? I mean, there's plenty of story left to tell, but... Um, but at, at the very end of the episode, I think you just see, you just see Ellie in a, well, you, I think you see her on top of a skyscraper. Just a quick scene, like, whenever, do, whenever you know, they're doing the little montage at the end. Someday she'll don a mask and become a masked Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that show. But, like a yeah. female version of Batman. <laughs> Spin off. <laughs> Fund it. Do it. Fund it. But I, I agree. It also, at least it ties up the main story. So I would probably be satisfied if that's all we ever got. I guess. It it ends in a way that I'm not necessarily dissatisfied with the ending. It was definitely rushed, but I I think the overall story worked for what it was. I don't feel like that was like a main story. I think I think that could have just been like it. it for me, it felt like a tiny small arc. Hmm. You you may have a point there. Yeah. Just a just a chapter along just, the way. Yeah, like a small chapter. Hmm. But, you know, it's, it is what it is. Yeah, I don't know. Speaking of things I don't know, I'm not sure which Kiyoma I, I actually preferred. The one that was not apologetic at all, or this kind of lovey-dovey one at the end. Because it doesn't feel that genuine. <laughs> it seems like a, uh, a, big, a big shift over not much like why why would this one situation change him that much is is kind of the problem that i have with it and he's admittedly not as entertaining when he's not being a jerk yeah that's <laughs> true uh so i don't know what what do you guys think do you think he's do you think he's better now or was he better when he you know just hated technology and i i think he is better now because i feel like he you know he's come to terms with like you know oh now i remember why i hate coil so much and now you know i'm not gonna forget that Hmm. now because he lost his memory if you if you remember (laughs) and now that a piece of miyabi is well is living with mira um I think he'll he'll be a better person now. Cause... I don't know. I, li- I liked him before when he was old school, didn't like technology, just the way he was, his personality. Maybe it's just my type of, you know, the kind of guy yeah, I like. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. But <laughs> I, I guess it does show personal growth on his part, which is what you, what you would yeah, want exactly. from a character. You would yeah. want some personal growth. Not that much, though. It was kind of like, like, hey, I like you, Mira. Now let's go do this together. We're we're, I mean, we're partners. It wasn't that like, no, an abrupt off. of a change. Like he didn't like just be like, hey, I'm a jerk, blah blah blah. Now I'm like, oh, okay, everything's fine. Like it was more of a gradual growth, and that's what I like. I guess it seems like he, but again, he didn't I mean, show but, that growth up until the point when he obviously changed. Right. And which this adaptation's um, issue is like the everything is just happening so fast. Yeah, that's probably kind of a, has something to do with yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's an interesting dilemma. He 
he might be a better person now, but he was a better character before. <laughs> right. There Maybe that's because flawed characters are more interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I never personally had a beef with Kiyoma for him being a jerk, even though I thought he should have been nicer to Mira. Because nobody should think he shouldn't have been nicer to Mira because he was terrible to Mira for so long. But, you know, I I never thought of him as like a as a terrible guy for for picking on her. But still, I do feel it's hypocritical that he was like, yeah, you know, I like Luai. He's technically a human being, so I'm going to be nicer to him than Mira, even though I just met him. <laughs> Granted, he didn't meet Mira that long ago, but it just, it's like, Im immediately he's like, Luai's a good kid. <laughs> Mira's practically human with how advanced she is. Especially at the end there, where she apparently now has a heartbeat. Huh. Interesting. And I would like to mm -hmm. see how that... Explain more of that, but... It's one of those where you can wish that it would happen, but it's not going to. I may eventually look into the manga when they get to the point beyond where the show ends. Which is going to take a while for the official mm -hmm. release with how fast they're putting it out. And it's not like they're doing it slowly. These things take time, but... It's going to be a while. But, yeah, it was, I don't know. I don't really know how I feel about the show overall. I enjoyed a lot of it. And I I feel like anybody who thinks it's garbage is is overstating. It's, it's not terrible. It's... Mm -mm. Well, I don't think it's terrible or garbage. I just... I think there there could have been just a little more to yeah, it. it. It definitely could have been better. And as for... As it worked on Toonami, it was an interesting addition. It, I think it added some good variety for, for what it was. Oh, yeah. It was different, definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, it was like... Kind of like the same situation, situation with Dandy, even though they picked it up like halfway until it was done. Yeah. But I mean, the only way to actually watch the dub was to watch it on the block itself. Mm -hmm. And that that's, I like those kind of deals Yeah, because it just gets more people to watch the it's block. itself. debatable whether or not this was the right horse to bet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It was also debatable whether or not this was the right horse for Funimation to bet on, but if they did bet on it, apparently they didn't bet enough because if they really wanted this to succeed, they should have made sure that it lasted more than 12 episodes. Oh, well. Mm -hmm. That it's a it's a shame, really, but it is what it is. And it like I said, it did fine for Tsunami. I mean, <laughs> nothing. Nothing bad happened from Dimension W airing on Toonami, and uh, at least in some capacities, it's good that Toonami aired it because like, it didn't do that well in Japan. It's not super well known, so the fact that Toonami mm -hmm. did air it, you know, give it the exposure that it it needed to you know, find a place in public consciousness, and that's good. If you like the show, mm -hmm. if you felt like the show was a waste, then you probably wish some other show got that opportunity. But yeah, I'm definitely glad it aired. I mean, the timing was perfect. Um, now that it's finished, like, I don't think like they can if they if they didn't pick it up when they did, um, if they were to pick it up now, no. I don't think that I don't think people would have cared as much. This isn't a show to dig up after the facts. Right. It it had to be in that moment. So, in that regard, it's good that Toonami did play it when they did. Exactly. And you know, it didn't harm them none. And they probably got nope. a good deal. So, hey, you know, maybe them getting Dimension W, if you didn't care for it, led to them having enough money to get bigger things down the line. Like Gundam. Mm-hmm. Which... So many of you wanted, and now you're getting it, so chill. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't see them rerunning Dimension W at all. Yeah, 
but I don't think it's really good rerun material, but mm-hmm. you know. Not not good replay value on this no. show. Nope, nope, nope. I mean, I watched it twice. I mean, I'm definitely... But... I'll say I'm glad that they didn't marathon it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it might have been good for them to marathon it at the end there, but at the same time, Champloo's a better show. <laughs> With much better Correct. replay value. Uh, if... If this actually had aired and it had done better than the Champloo Marathon, then I don't know what that would have said. <laughs> Other than Champloo is old and people have seen it. <laughs> but Champloo has been doing really well for a show that aired seven years ago. <laughs> so, hey, no harm, no harm, no foul there. And it won't be long before that will be shoving off and something else will be joining the block pretty, pretty soon. Pretty soon, but I guess we can discuss that another time. So yeah, Dimension W. It aired. It was. It, it was enjoyable. <laughs> it was a thing. It was a thing. It was a thing that we talked about, and we certainly got some entertainment value out of it. And I feel like we had some good conversations from it. Yeah. Good. Good. And if we ever see it again, I, I don't know. I don't think people really <laughs> talk about it again if it airs again. <laughs> <laughs> not, not gonna get some uh, tsunami talkbacks for that show if it goes in the rerun cycle. But eh, I've said eh a lot this episode. <laughs> eh. eh, eh, what's up, Doc? <laughs> well, that will do it for our Dimension W discussion. There were other things that aired on tsunami the past couple of weeks that. Didn't really get covered in the uh, 200th episode because we didn't talk like at all about the tsunami block that week. Uh, so here's a little miscellaneous talkback catch-up. Rob Barracuda writes in regarding Dragon Ball Z Kai. Big flaw in Cell's plan. He absorbed the Miami Dolphins. Now there's no way he's winning fights. <laughs> Funny. Funny. That was... Jefferson Craig writes in, If Dr. Giroux used his genius for good, he'd have made android phones, not killer androids. <laughs> Funny. And a plethora of uh, talkbacks for the most recent episode of Hunter Hunter, which was giving people a lot of Shogeki no Soma vibes, aka Food Wars. I'm not a weeb. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Herrera, 11, writes in, Gordon Ramsay must be very proud of Menchie. Judging the taste of food, no wonder the applicants failed the exam. (laughs) I love Ramsay. She didn't even, like, taste most of them. (laughs) I think she only tasted, like, two. She tasted Karapikas, which was enough for her to say, this tastes bad. (laughs) Even though it looks like a dish. Menchie's a dish, am I right? <laughs> Sa- savor that Menchie, boys, because uh, this show's a sausage fest. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. lots of man candy for Jen in this show. <laughs> Our very own Darrell wrote in regarding the recent episode of Hunter x Hunter. Ain't no way Menchie would be insulting my cooking because I would be giving her some of the boar's head tusk. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Lude. Joshua Knighton writes in, Yeah, now Menchie gotta start cooking. Get in that kitchen and make me a sandwich, woman. (laughs) She'd kick your ass. I love a woman who can kick my ass. And Benjamin Pajon writes in, so we're just going to ignore that like 20 dudes just jumped to their death. Okay then. Yeah, so uh, Hunter Hunter just kind of doesn't focus on the fact that so many people die in this exam. Because a lot of people have already died. Including the like 20 dudes that jumped to their death. Trying to get the spider eagle eggs. Spider eagle. Um, I don't want to know what that looks like. <laughs> Sounds like a creature from Toriko. It does. This episode was very Toriko-esque, though, if anything, mm-hmm. Toriko's ripping off it. <laughs> well, I've never seen this before, so this is my first time watching Hunt Around. Yeah. 
I've seen Toriko before, though. Yeah, so many other shonen ripped off Hunter Hunter. Yeah. Garage door. Done. Done. Okay. <laughs> this is this is the equivalent of your either your phone or your alarm. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, so many other shonen manga totally rip off Hunter Hunter in many ways. And we are seeing the evidence of that now with uh, mm. all these stuff like Toriko and Food Wars. Definitely feeling inspired by <clears throat> the gourmet hunters. Actually, I think in Toriko they are called gourmet hunters. They are. Yes, yeah, they so are. seriously, Toriko. But I hear that Toriko did the whole New World thing before Hunter Hunter or One Piece. So uh, good, good on it. Okay. Good beat, beating them to that punch. But yeah, spider eagles sound sounds. <laughs> but the eggs, Their eggs are delicious. The eggs look like normal eggs, so that's weird. Also, okay, I had a little bit of a problem with this. This is all like. You didn't do anything to prepare these dishes. They're they're bland and, and lifeless and boring. So what's the next exam thing? Oh, we're going to boil eggs. What? Yeah, what's more simple than that? You're, you're just boiling eggs. And that's that's the whole thing. It's like you went from being like ridiculous about your critiques to not doing anything really. Yeah. Other than putting them in serious danger of losing their lives, which I suppose was what they were going for the first time. And here's another beef I have with this. All these other examinees are totally cheating off of Gon at every turn. They are. It's like, it's not fair. Gon finds out that the, that the boars have the soft spot on their heads and everybody gets the boars because Gon figured that out. And Gon figures out the whole thing with the webs and the spider eagle eggs and the updraft and everybody cheats off of him but and no one acknowledges it they don't see that he's the one who actually realized it first i feel like maybe the hunter examine uh the, the hunter examiners are, are probably going to like give him bonus points for that kind of thing even it though better. nobody else will acknowledge it, it was like y'all cheating off a 12 year old kid <laughs> you are pathetic <laughs> It'll just go yeah, with it. Figure, figure out some of this stuff yourself, man. <laughs> Derek Stephen Prince was one of the guys that died. <laughs> like, I can't hold on any longer! I guess good at screaming. More ridiculousness of the Hunter exam to come. Jefferson Craig writes in regarding Samurai Shamflu and Fu saying, Samugan, don't try to make a move on her regarding Sarah. And his response was, Mugen's been trying to make a move on Sarah ever since he and Sarah met. I, oh, wait. Bad joke. She's blind. <laughs> and now to One Piece Doc Bags. From SJZ Weber. If Frankie plays the acoustic guitar, then what do we need Brooke for? Aww. Come on, man. But we need Mr. Skeletal in our life. Brooke's more than a violin. He's also a lot of bad Skeleton puns. <laughs> Airbone. <laughs> oh, flying skeleton. Uh, I love the jokes. And another from Javison Craig. I hope Thriller Bark ends with a no longer masked man blaming his failure on those meddling kids and their raccoon dog. Ah! But I know that it doesn't. <laughs> At least not, not exactly like that okay well there were other things that aired on tsunami uh music videos and such there was a better cartoon show criminal threats video on the uh the week that dimension w ended yeah which i feel like they did that just so they could have dimension w in one of those which is fine yeah it's good it's good stuff and the Samurai Champloo marathon promo was legit. And the additional DBZ episode promo was, of course, good because all DBZ promos are good. Come on. They're yeah. easy. Cool music, little voiceover, screaming. There you go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> screaming. Lots of screaming. 
<laughs> was there much discussion on the Gundam promo? No. Or was that all in the uh, No, we uh live? that Gundam yeah. promo was nostalgia boner Legit? and full mast. <laughs> yeah. They if you didn't know they more or less completely copied the Gundam Wing two minute promo and shortened it by about thirty seconds. <laughs> it's pretty yeah, much sli- yeah. slightly changed the script to reflect this Gundam series, which is not Gundam Wing, and it's it is very different in various regards. And yeah. Just use the same music, almost the same, same music, voiceover. Mm-hmm. Yep. In the distant future. Good good stuff there. I yeah. love it. <laughs> I don't I don't know if it's gonna do so well to attract new fans, but it's to get people back who have been waiting for Gundam, you couldn't have done something better. It it was superb mm-hmm. for that. Though I didn't really like the line delivery of those who oppose them fight because for one thing, it's not nearly as cool as those who oppose them die. <laughs> I guess they wanted to put a more positive spin on that. Yeah. I mean, people have been, like, in the comment section of the promo on my channel, people have been asking, like, who's that guy narrating it? Why can't they get Peter Cullen? Well, Peter Cullen's retired. Yeah. He's he's done. He's been doing this a long, long time, and that, mm-hmm. you know, epic narrator voice is really hard to maintain. I mean, I can't. I can't remember the last time that they actually used Howard Parker. Peter Cullen, you mean? Or Peter Cullen, yes. Last time Tsunami used Um, Peter Cullen, well, it would have been in, like, 2008. Was that 2008? It might have actually been before that. I don't remember Tsunami didn't get a lot of promos back then. I feel like in 2008, didn't he do the, the movie marathon promo? When they did, like... Yeah. Yeah, that might have been the last yeah. one. But Cartoon Network continued using him for some things. You Are Here. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did He did do yeah. at least one You Are Here promo that was pretty much a Toonami promo, if not for the... <laughs> Literally, like, to a T. That was perfect. I, I love that. Wasn't that, that a Pokemon <laughs> promo? Uh, Yeah, part of it. Yeah, they have not used Colin in many, many years at Cartoon Network. And, uh, yeah, all he does now is the occasional Transformers movie and uh, sometimes Eeyore. He's not always Eeyore now, though. Eeyore mm. from Winnie the Pooh, another one of his notable roles, which is, like, probably the easiest thing he can do because it's, it's not gravelly or anything. On that topic... Frank Welker's been doing this for a long, long time, and he he's still got it. So, I don't know. That seems kind of... And dude, dude's Megatron, and that's got to hurt way more than Optimus Prime. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, you know, Peter Cullen, he, he you know, he, he's done this for years, and it's okay that he retires. But, eh, there's... Uh-huh. Frank Welker and June Foray still kicking it all these years. Uh, I don't know, Peter Cullen, but we miss you, and we'd love to have you back, but... I still think Howard Parker does a fine job. He does. He does. He's he, And, you know, he even did some Toonami promos back in the day, like the... Oh, yeah, he The he Miyazaki did. movie promos. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he does a bang-up job for these Voice of God narrations so people should just accept the reality <laughs> voice of god promos are fantastic most of the most time. <laughs> most of the time right most. they're almost always cheesy but that's what's great about them <laughs> <laughs> though i think some people would say that the promo for dimension w made it look better than it actually was <laughs> yeah. I want to say it's because of the music. Oh, the music was so good. Oh, that was my jam for a while. That was a really <laughs> weird music video, by the way. Very. I never actually watched. Very the music strange video music video. Uh, I'll take a look at it later. Another week of tsunami has has aired, and we are about to 
start a new season of Toonami in an earlier time, and it's exciting, and we will be discussing that in future episodes. Hooray for more sleep. Yeah, hooray for more sleep. I do wonder how uh, Aqua Teen's going to do following Toonami, and also how it's going to do following DBZ Kai, because it does... Wait, Aqua Teen is airing... Never mind, no more sleep. No, no less sleep for me. After Toonami is going to be Aqua Teen and then Rick and Morty. Oh, man. I'm a sucker for Aqua Teen and Rick and Morty reruns. Yeah, you can watch them after DBZ Kai instead. But that's too early. That is too early. Especially for me when I'm watching the East Coast feed. I'm like, oh, 5 o'clock. It's time for DBZ. (laughs) Just like back in the day, (laughs) y'all. Wow. Yeah, so I usually miss it because of that well let us do the usual business you can email us at podcast at com. please rate and review the podcast on itunes and stitcher you can like us on facebook and follow us on twitter tumblr and soundcloud our facebook is facebook.com backslash tsunami faithful podcast our twitter is at tsunami podcast our tumblr is tsunami faithful official dot tumblr.com and our SoundCloud is soundcloud.com backslash Toonami Faithful Podcast, where you can listen to all of the episodes of the podcast and all of the exclusives. And you can visit podcast.toonamifaithful.com for all the episodes of the podcast and most of the exclusives because we're still lazy and haven't moved those other ones over. <laughs> and if you like what we do and want to help us out, help us expand our coverage, you can become one of our Patreons by going to www.patreon.com backslash Toonami Faithful Podcast. And that is your way to get on the show. And with that, we can get out of here. Jen, tell them where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at Tarzana. Um, I also have an Ask FM. I really don't keep up with it too much, but if you want to ask me questions, that that's at, at Tarzana as well. And I also have an Instagram, and that's at Tarzana. All righty. Mr. Caboose. You can find me at Caboose Jr. on uh, Twitter, Tumblr, um, YouTube, specifically YouTube, um, and my Ask FM. And, uh, you know, I'm usually on Twitter if you want to, you know, talk, do whatever, bitch and moan, complain at me, then, yeah, Twitter's the best, uh, best place to get my attention not so much on youtube because uh well the way youtube's messaging system works i don't get any notifications i just don't get any nope it's so. lousy it is very lousy curse you and you're almost always doing some kind of pre-tsunami stream thing yeah i usually do um streams on my youtube channel right before the block starts on Saturday nights, um, tonight it'll be at nine o'clock, hmm. but no one's gonna know that until <laughs> this uh, episode gets out. But, it might uh, be out Sunday, so it, but it's, it's not gonna be out before tsunami tonight. I'll say that much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. All righty. Come in, hang out. And you can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984, on Tumblr, sketch1984.tumblr.com. Nobody ever goes to my Tumblr. Or at least it doesn't seem like it. Go to my Tumblr. I'll go to your Tumblr. Yeah. Ask me questions I'll there. You, you can do so anonymously if you want to be an anonymous person on the internet. You can also ask me questions on ask.fm backslash sketch1984. If you have any suggestions for the podcast or any questions for the panelists on the podcast, you can direct those to either of the emails, sketch at tsunamifaithful.com or podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. And we still have some emails to read from the 200th episode. I figured I'd do that with uh, some of more of the uh, usual guys in the call. So I'm saving those for the next episode or maybe the next next episode. But eventually, we'll read them. Uh, sorry for the wait. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Tsunami Faithful Podcast. We always appreciate you listening each and every week. And we're out of here. Mouty five thou. Rest in peace, loser. Kisses. He's gonna rest in pieces, actually. <laughs> <laughs>
so mean. <laughs> bye bye. Hitotsu, no, I'm a key, won't tome, ta, key, won't go.